Hello everyone, welcome back to Data of Snow podcast. I'm Dinesh and I'm very happy to talk to John Pattison, who is going to be sharing his experiences in implementing the Snowflake data platform. John is a senior architect at Redwood Supply Chain Solutions. He has built a very interesting data warehouse, integrating a lot of data across uh, you know, supply chain, specifically SCP data. So John, I'm really happy to talk to you. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Dinesh, happy to be here. John, let's start by, uh, you know, you telling us what does uh, Redwood do? Uh, Redwood is a full service 3PL. Um, you know, if anybody's not familiar with, with what a uh, 3PL is, it's, uh, you know, primarily focused in logistics. So we handle, uh, you know, freight from uh, shippers and carriers, uh, manage their freight, move it over the road, uh, everything really involved in supply chain. Um, the last couple of years have really been... Uh, a big shift for the enterprise where we have, you know, really pushed our technology focus and uh, uh, integrating that into our standard supply chain practices. So what kind of, uh, in this supply chain area, what kind of analytics do you do? What kind of data do you collect and analytics do you do? Uh, you know, a lot of our data just, uh, it's very heavily involved with track and trace of parcels, uh, uh, being able to report back general trends of uh, freight moving through the system for you know ourselves and also our customers. Um, and that kind of data is uh, one of the last frontiers of dirty data in the industry. Uh, transportation data is uh, well known for having a thousand formats. Um, Really, what we have strived to do is bring all the types of data that we receive from all our customers for one reason or the other, uh, get that into a normalized fashion that kind of serves um, all of our customers back. Um, we and uh, really creating kind of a unified standard that each uh, each entity can consume. Um, without having that, it becomes really hard to you know maintain a technology base inside of uh, the logistics area. Because you're left with, you know, scattered data sets, scattered data types, scattered connections. It's it's uh, it can be really cumbersome. Hmm. So you had some analytical system earlier where you are facing a lot of challenges. So can you tell me what what you had and what kind of challenges you are facing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I joined Redwood, uh, everything was kind of running off an SSIS stack, Microsoft SQL. Um, which served its purposes for the years. Uh, but as Redwood started to grow, um, you know, the needs started to shift and the modeling around that data warehouse started to, you know, show its age. Um, adding any new types of queries, new types of data uh, really became a uh, kind of a data management nightmare. Um, you're running, adding on, you know, new processes, new, uh, uh, I'm looking for the word. Workflows? Yeah, workflows. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm drawing a blank. Either way, um, different, more processing in the background to basically manipulate that entire data set, you know, in whole so it fits a new, you know, data model that is present and is needed. Um, the reporting got to a point where it was almost non-existent. It was, it was the, the stack was too busy ingesting data where, you know, if you were trying to run a report 
um, you were scheduled a, a certain amount of time. And if, if that report failed within that time, you frankly just weren't getting your report that day. Uh, you'd have to schedule it for the next day. So access to the data was becoming very limited, uh, you know, and without access, you know, good data is essentially worthless. Um, so after we had uh, built the first iteration of our platform, uh, we had a lot more data flying into the company. Um, and it became really obvious that we needed to attack our, our data strategy. Next. Hmm. So did you go through an evaluation process of various platforms before choosing Snowflake or you directly, what was your process of choosing Snowflake? Uh, we had looked uh, kind of when Snowflake came into our world, Redshift was uh, starting to hit a little bit of a mainstream. Um, I think anything in Azure was still kind of in its infancy. Um, and what you were left with was, uh, you know, especially if you're working in the cloud, are, you know, SQL clusters of some fashion, or you're really, you're really just taking your, your on-prem database software and moving it up to the cloud. Um, a lot of those methods weren't really meant to scale with the cloud. Right. Uh, so when Snowflake kind of popped on the radar, uh, the one thing that caught me right off the, right out of the gate, uh, was their ability to handle parallel ingestion. Um, that really was appealing to me because our platform is a parallel processing platform and trying to figure out if that would mate up and find some kind of synergy was really interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah. So what kind of integrations you have done? Like how are you getting the data from various systems, putting it into Snowflake and then using it? So what is your architecture? Uh, right now, we use our internal platform, which is Redwood Connect. Uh, that platform's primary focus is uh, getting data, massive ingestion of data, and getting that data into a normalized form. Um, so all our integrations are handled through the platform. We have a drag-and-drop interface that we use internally. Uh, which manages, you know, various types of connections to our customers or enterprise entities, uh, third-party services as well. Um, behind that, we orchestrate uh, the data transformations and, uh, you know, parallel processing load um, with, you know, the option to send to many endpoints, one being Snowflake. So, you know, that's important to our, our guys internally to have all this data in hand. So a lot of the integrations that they write, uh, they also include, you know, uh, a path to Snowflake so we can uh, keep all this data organized. Um, so within Snowflake, are you using things like Snowpipe or something? Yeah, we do use Snowpipe. Uh, we were kind of a very early adopter of that. Um, Snowflake has a couple ingestion methods. You know, you can do your standard, uh, you know, query to pull data from a file. Um, you can also hit their uh, hit the database directly um, to ingest from S3. But there was one limitation there that we were, you know, investigating, which was how many, you know, parallel connections or parallel uh, load queries can we run at the same time? Snowpipe really opened the gate for that. So. You know, being able to trigger these uh, trigger these loads via REST connections uh, and a somewhat asynchronous load uh, definitely 
fits with our our method of uh, processing data. So in that case, we aren't left with a, a bottleneck per se. Um, we can load as fast as we can generate, and you know everybody kind of it brings an ease of mind to everybody that things are running you know in tandem with our platform. That way, you know what they see on the platform is what they're going to see in Snowflake. You know, near real time. And is it, it's near real time. Okay, that's what. And so, in in overall, you know, you have been you have implemented this like a few years now. What are the key features of Snowflake? Uh, did you really find very very helpful in your environment? Uh, you know, you know, upfront, it's really the administration and the the data federation that Snowflake has built in um we can let people who traditionally weren't allowed to work within a data warehouse or with data sets you know in fear that they were going to you know taint the data accidentally erase the data corrupt the database um there's a lot of uh aspects to snowflake that make that a non-worry now um the ability to clone data sets and you know, minutes, uh, extract certain amount of data into a, a, a completely different data warehouse, but keep those two entities, uh, you know, synced through a data vault per se. Um, it, it, it makes allowing more minds to come in and, and toy with the data and innovate on top of that data, uh, possible without everybody more or less freaking out that, you know, the source of truth is going to be destroyed. Hmm. And uh, you're, you're not handing any personal data, but still, what kind of data security have you implemented? Uh, we implemented a full data vault uh, over the last year. So all that data is federated from a, a single layer. And, you know, we have guys in-house that kind of control, you know, who gets what at the moment. Um, I know there's plenty of... Uh, uh, drive to get that to a place where we can start allowing other customers uh, to you know start working with their data uh, in their own data warehouse through uh, the sharing aspect of snowflake so you know we we ingest all the data we do all the hard work of processing it normalizing it and then you know between a share house in uh, uh, snowflake they basically have access to that data so we can we can allow outside entities to look at you know whatever's related to you know, whatever's important to them that we might have in hand and uh, not worry about uh, bad actors or corruption of data. Right. And that and that really that that's really appealing to a lot of people. Hmm. So what is your roadmap now for for implementation in the next year or two? What are you planning to achieve? Um, I think they're doing a small modification to the data warehouse right now, but I think, uh, you know, I think the data is at a good place. Implementation is kind of slowing down and we're going to start, you know, putting this data to work. Uh, it's, it's already proliferating, you know, in the company, a brokerage, uh, over the road, our knowledge services team, they're all, uh, they all have a laundry list of ideas on the roadmap for 2021 and for the next, uh, you know, our three-year roadmap is really heavily pointed at, you know, what's contained in that data and just the efficiencies that everybody can gain from it internally and also for our customers. I mean, Redwood uses Snowflake first and foremost, um, 
you know, we worked it out to where it works best for Redwood in the logistics space. And uh, really what we want to do is start offering, you know, some of these uh, abilities directly back to, you know, who we serve. Hmm. So commercialization and uh, uh, self-service are on on the roadmap. Yes. Okay. Okay. So in in summary, John, would you like to share some, uh, you know, learnings or best practices uh, with the listeners who who may be embarking on a a snowflake journey? Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was was thinking about this this morning and, you know, one of the biggest moves we made in our, our, our data stack and that this goes along with our platform is to make all our decisions around scale. You know, if there mm-hmm. if there's a, a potential bottleneck ahead with your data um, involving scale, whether it be access, ingestion, uh, et cetera, it's it's going to have worth for a little bit. But down the road, when when you grow and uh, uh, demands start exceeding your ability to manage it, the value mm-hmm. of that data starts to diminish, and you're kind of left back with where you were in the beginning. Um, so, you know, the way we really approached our data is to leave it as uh, modular as possible, where we really split our data into the entities that represent logistics. So whether you have like a, a shipment, which uh, could be, you know, it, not to get too uh, into freight, but there's several entities, there's ship, shipments, loads, parcels, there's a couple other, you know, layers of how these uh, elements all touch each other, but that's the thing. They only touch each other. Um, You know, a box might be on a truck and then that truck drops that box off, goes on to another part of its life and never thinks about that box again. Should that data always be connected or always need to be processed, you know, with every other uh, touch that that truck makes throughout, throughout its lifetime? Not really. So, you know, if you look at your data as, uh, what's actionable now and what is meant for legacy reporting and really design uh, uh, your data layers to respect your business, then you're going to be nimble and uh, uh, future-proof, you know, into the foreseeable future. Hmm. No, that's that's very true, actually. John, uh, it was really a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you for your time. I think uh, uh, listeners are going to learn a lot from what you've shared. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Have a good day. Take care.